Good morning, Jan. Good morning, Jesper. I can't believe we're doing this this early. This is the earliest podcast we've ever recorded. Practically in the middle of the night. It feels like it, yeah. The sun is still rising over Berlin, or at least I think that's the sun. Uh, but I do have coffee, so I'm still quite happy. How are you? Well, same here. As soon as I open my eyes, I'll probably see if the sun is rising uh, in Stockholm as well. But I do have coffee. Excellent. I'm very happy to hear that. So there are tons of reasons why we're doing this early. But should we do this early? Should we get up early in the morning? And is that when you're most productive? This this is one of those incredibly lovely topics that we could probably talk about for hours. And I think almost Indeed. everyone would love to talk about this for hours because we're sort of told that you know early bird gets the worm oh yeah that whole sort of ridiculous getting up at 5 a.m makes you blah 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 i don't know it's the 5 a.m club right you you get up and you work for three hours and then you meditate and go to the gym and read another book and uh, then you work for two more hours and then everyone else wakes up or something like that fantastic if it works for some people and i think that's the thing indeed different people need different things to be productive and i i think what productive is also varies from from person to person for some it's it's shifting units for some it's being up early for some it's engaging with a lot of people to me it's about the quality of my work and it's okay that it varies it's okay that it's different and allowing of course then timing circumstances context to go with that of course is the best way to to be productive I love that framing of it. I think I agree mostly. We we are very different as individuals and our temperaments are very different. But I would like to add an additional um, dimension to this actually because it's not just that we are different as people and that we need different things and that we value different things so that productivity can mean a lot of different things depending on who says it. It's also that the type of work we do actually has different demands on us. If I do something that is highly recurring, say, for instance, I work in a coffee shop and I make a lot of espressos, it doesn't matter after a couple of weeks of doing that if I am a little bit tired when I start because I will be just as good at making an espresso as I am four hours into it when I'm highly alert. But if I'm doing something that I've never done before, then it really requires me to be at my peak of focus and interest. I need to be calm, I need to be rested, I need to be not thinking about other things, I need to be highly engaged with what I'm doing. So true. But I want to deep dive on what you said. What do you mean by productivity? That's the thing. To me, productivity obviously is doing a a fantastic job in whatever my my tasks happen to be at at the moment. To me, it's about what I create, what I deliver to be useful to everyone else on the project. That means good quality on time, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So to me, productivity is quality and it's also context. It, it, it almost doesn't matter where my workday starts. If I need to refresh my brain, if I need to get a lot of writing done, I need to change the context. Mm. And to me, it doesn't matter if I go from home to a coffee shop or if I go from the office and sit out on the on the dock side it's the change of context that that matters to me more than what that context actually is so productivity is quality and context i love that that's that's very apt i've read a lot of research about how the brain learns what we expect it to do from environmental cues 
So if you're always um, studying math in a room that looks a particular way and at a particular time, you will be primed to do that in that context. And I think we tend to forget that a lot. We, we tend to believe that work is contextless because it mostly happens inside your head. And unless you're doing a physical job, you start thinking that the context has no meaning. But of course it does. Of course it matters if the chair is comfortable, if you're in the same spot uh, when you're writing poetry as when you're doing your taxes. Uh, it will impact what your cognitive process is actually capable of doing. Mm, yeah. So I really, I really, really like that. But what does quality mean? Because if you say that productivity is quality, you're really just deferring the definition of what you mean. I think that's almost a, a separate episode in itself, quality. <laughs> okay, <laughs> makes sense. But fairly short answer to that quality is the work that meets the expectation external and internal expectations and it does not have to be ideally not redone too much once it's been delivered i love that and meeting expectations is sort of the baseline i mean exceeding ex expectations is obviously always better yes but as long as you you meet them and you you see that there is something to build on then you've you've delivered quality that is an excellent answer i think and it's it's also quite interesting because this relates to your current business model because currently you have external clients correct that's right yes which is super interesting because if i ask answer the same question i only have internal clients currently and i would not see delivering something up to expectation as the most important thing i think that's a important thing but for me the most important thing is that we make progress and what do i mean by that i mean that whatever steps we take we learn something from it we don't do something that is only beautiful or something that is only practical or something that is only solves a specific use case. But it also sets us up to learn something from that. Because with internal clients, this is an ongoing process, right? It will, it, there is no end to the actual project. It is only a series of steps going somewhere. Delivering to expectation might also be the expectation of insight. Mm. So then it's not the sort of the, the finished final stage. It is definitely about the step-by-step -step in the right direction i think maybe a difference between external and internal is that the communication and the involvement around these steps are, are quite different that is a very good point because i wanted to ask you what is productivity to you but maybe you just answered that mostly yes i, I first i just want to say i think that's absolutely spot on you're you're absolutely right the difference that I described is doesn't actually contradict what you said. It's all about the, uh, the expectations that are set. You're absolutely right about that. So for me, uh, productivity, I've struggled a lot with procrastination in my life, like a lot. So the most important thing for, about productivity for me is that I ship something that gets us somewhere. Meaning when we're doing a project, I need to create whatever we need to take a next step in the process to get where we're trying to go. Um, and I guess that's just another way of saying that I'm trying to fulfill the requirements. But for me, I focus a lot on just making sure that I actually do the shipping. In terms of, of time of, of day, do you have like a, a sweet spot? This is great, right? Because this we've seen so many people talking about this. Mm. 
especially like the get a 5 a.m crowd and uh on the other side of course the i only work at night crowd so i i do actually but it's not about chronological time so i tend to fill up my brain with a lot of open loops during the day which means that if i get up in the morning and i'm not checking my email i'm not checking my calendar i know that i'm going to work on a project and i can take three or four hours to work on that project that's almost a week's worth of work for me but if i can't do that then i need to find i need to carve out chunks of productive time during the day and it's usually very, very difficult to get into actual deep work. Mm. So I do my best work in the morning, but I don't think it has anything to do with mornings. The only thing that I have noticed that chronologically affects me is that I am totally worthless between two and four in the afternoon. I can talk, yes, but barely. But other than that, I am a zombie. It moves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How about you? Do you have a preference? I'm pretty good in the mornings, but uh, I think context comes into it again. In the afternoon or early evening, there is more um, practical ability to maybe change the context according to what I feel like doing or what I need to be doing. For example, I, I, I love writing either <laughs> laying down on a comfortable daybed I've never laid on the day, but in my whole life, but it just sounded nice on a couch or sitting in a very comfortable armchair with um, either my laptop or my my tablet. Mm. And that just tends to flow um, a bit differently, I think better in the mornings or in the afternoons. I think almost my whole career, I've, I've worked with people in different time zones all over the world. So the idea of having a little bit of synchronous work time that respects everyone's time is is really important then all the other work the, the, that can be done asynchronously that can then happen whenever it fits each and every individual so i like having sort of a, a time for meetings and sessions like twice twice a day one to synchronize with the team and our good friends that are further ahead in time zones let's say in asia and then also to have a proper catch up with people in the Americas, for example, and uh, when they're in the office. That is super interesting. I was interviewed about this and someone called, oh, so you're following the two plus two model. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Always with the models. <laughs> Im yeah, imagine that. Um, so essentially you have two very sort of quote unquote productive times and then you have two sort of meeting or interaction times during during the workday. Uh, I, don't f I don't think I follow that too two by no two plus never mind i don't follow that model as such i think it's more about adjusting adapting being there for my colleagues my team when they need me because they do the same thing for me and we do it within reason and we make sure that we deliver this type of quality in the context that makes sense for us so would you say that you follow a model at all or are you always sort of agile trying to piece the days together i have a way of working i'm not sure it's a model as such but it definitely allows me to do the type of work that is on one hand needed and two, that is satisfying. And three, lives up to both internal and external expectations. So there is some type of model in it, but I wouldn't say that it's, it's a very set or very fixed model as such because it, it adapts to to what's uh, what's needed that's really interesting while you were saying this of course my mind just uh, spun out uh, and thought about if i have a model and i don't think i do i love this uh, this old article by uh, paul graham who i keep quoting for some reason uh, where he talks about the maker versus the manager schedule mm. 
where the maker is someone who is delivering something, usually some sort of creative work, code, design, writing, whatever. The maker really wants long stretches of uninterrupted time to think about things, to not have to rush thinking about things. While the manager wants to break their time into as many discrete slots as possible to answer questions, to get things going, to just move on to the next thing and just just be as quick paced as possible. And these two types of work are in complete contrast and in complete conflict with each other. I struggle having to do both. Because normally I would split this up into days. Mm. I would try to schedule all my meetings on Monday and then I would work Tuesday, Wednesday and have check-ins again on Thursday or Friday. Uh, but now when I have a, a handful of people working for me, this is no longer possible. So I tried for some time to keep my mornings free for deep work and my afternoons covered in meetings. Unfortunately, that turned out to be impossible as well. So now I'm trying to find some other model to fit in deeper work. Uh, and it is it is a bit of a struggle. It's uh, really quite difficult uh, because, of course, if you work with people who are doing other types of work, which you're always going to do since we're switching back and forth, um, they might not know that you need this time for deep work. And it quite, can be quite hard to convince someone why you need a three-hour unbooked slot for just thinking. But that could be the most productive time you spend all week. Mm. I want to ask you something, though. You're talking about context a lot, and I would love to hear about some specific context. How do you use context? One of the ways I use context is if I need to describe something or I need to in some way convey something that involves a lot of people, a lot of views, a lot of input, I need to be in that type of environment to do it. It's uh, it's sort of the, the the classic working from the coffee shop type thing. Mm. Just seeing other people, being amongst other people's energy, if you will, helps me describe or convey or plan for other people's energy. If I'm working on something that is about a very focused activity or approach or a decision-making flow, I need to be in a calmer, more focused environment. And of course, it's different. Some people would love to sit in a really buzzy area to be incredibly focused, and, and that's totally fine. But for me, I need to sort of replicate the most likely, the most like, almost like the most likely use case for whatever I'm working on, whether it's strategy or whether it's something more tactical. So moving between physical or geographical contexts helps with that, and sometimes also time of day. But that's from that perspective, it's... Um, it's less important. I've never actually tried that specifically for um, uh, communicating or conveying information to go to a coffee shop and sort of feel the energy in the room. But I think that's a really interesting, uh, really interesting way of doing it. I'm, I'm probably going to steal that idea or at least try it out. Absolutely. And let me know how it, how it feels. Because sometimes the, the result at first doesn't, doesn't reflect the change, but it can feel very different. And I think allowing for that to inform how one chooses to do things down the line is the is part of the learning experience of finding one's own rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that rhythm always translates into quote unquote better work. And if you do that, you'll progress and you'll evolve. That is excellent. Uh, I could I could not agree more. All everything about productivity is all about 
creating this insight about yourself and the quality of your work and making sure you're productive about productivity. I think that's a lovely thought that we should end this on because that wraps it up so perfectly. I'm going to go work from a coffee shop now. I'm actually going to go sit at a, at a library and work today because I need a different context, uh, one that is full of people, yes, but that is also very, very quiet. So I'll be in the library. Let's end with coffee. So Drop Coffee, Drop Coffee Roasters, been around for quite a while in Stockholm, started in 2009. They have, they have this incredible Nicaraguan coffee, Limoncillo. I absolutely adore it. Uh, it's actually one of, I think, one of the, the, the cheapest coffees they sell. It is tremendous. It's, it, it's one of those flavors that kind of have it in the morning. It feels like a morning coffee, have it in the afternoon. It feels like an afternoon coffee. Very, very highly recommended. Um, so Limoncello, drop coffee, Stockholm, look them up.